Welcome to episode 800 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right here, team. Welcome along to episode 800 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm good, Bevan. I'm not going to moan about the weather. It just is what it is. But it's another rubbish day in Christchurch. Well, we had a good weekend. We did have a sensational weekend. Yeah, so, and it's good for the garden. It is good for the garden. My, my, my lawns were getting pretty, were getting pretty dry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take a couple of days of rain, it's starting to look green again. Going to be great. <laughs> Got to look on the bright side, John. Uh, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Morton... Encore suppliers of most of the Ironman events around the world. It's revolutionary uh, new sub, a new way to absorb more carbohydrates without GI issues. And used by some of the biggest names in the sport. Flora Duffy, Leon Fredino, Christian Blumenfeld, Kipchoge, Gustav Eden. Uh, so those guys can hit it. If you go to morton.com, there's a little Ironman button you can go on there uh, and that'll get you some special pricing if you go and check it out. But if it's going to be on course next year... Well, do we have a link that's specific to us? We don't, any longer. Oh, no, let's just go to morton.com. Oh, go to morton.com. Get it done. Mm-hmm. That's even better. Um, and, and seriously, what we're going to talk about later in the show anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. We've also got our patrons. Ken, rocking the free world young. <laughs> I love it. We've got Ben, Mystery Walton. And Phil, the rich Uncle Scott. <laughs> Good old Phil with the rich Uncle Scott. I love that one. It's a bit personal, that one. Uh, I am, t- oh, sorry, news. We've got this, we've got, this week we've got some news. We've got a hot topic of the week. Uh, we've got a really good interview with a, a top age grouper. We have Carl Brummer, uh, and he has won Kona. So in his age group, and he set course records, he is pretty speedy. Also, uh, high five winger of the week. Okay, Jombo, let's get into it. So in the news, we had a few races, but the big race was the World Championships for the Xterra, and we picked it. We did. Wasn't, wasn't really too tricky to pick. <laughs> this was the Xterra World Champs. Unfortunately, the swim got cancelled. And I think it takes a reasonable amount over there to get the swim oh, cancelled. Because, yeah, I've seen picture footage before and there's been some big waves coming in. So I think it has to be pretty full on for them to cancel the swim. So that's a real shame. Got replaced with a, a run. Um, whether that changed the results, kind of, probably, yeah. probably not on the women's side. The men's side, probably not. Because, um, I think the guys that were just behind Hayden Wild, who was the winner, are not. Maybe they're awesome swimmers. I'm not actually too sure. But anyway, Flora Duffy, unsurprisingly, gassed the female field, uh, winning by around about seven minutes over uh, Lauren Duvacin from Switzerland and Michelle Flippo from Mexico in third place. But Flora Duffy, God, she is. She is the queen of triathlon right now, isn't she? She just. Gotta be good if she did Kona. Uh, don't know if she's going to. Got no. I love how I love the finish line shot. She just looked like the mud on them. You know, mm. like it's just sensational. Uh, on the boys' side of racing, we had Hayden Wild take it out. He was was pretty close race, only twenty two seconds in front of Arthur Serias from France, Ruben Rizafa from Spain, who's won the race before, was another thirty seconds back. Seth Ryder, who's done pretty well on World Triathlon races, was fourth, and Sebastian Caraban from Belgium was uh, in fifth place. So go ahead and wild world title, nice way to finish the year, and uh, hopefully he'll be able to wing his way home soon and sit in a hotel room for two weeks and reflect. It's only a week on now. It's only a week now. Okay, oh, for a days. week now, yeah. uh, and reflect on what's been a pretty good year. He hasn't won 
and well, he hasn't actually got on the podium, I don't think, on any of the World Triathlon Series races yet. But when you come home with a world title, an Olympic medal, some pretty awesome Super League racing, uh, and some other good races around the place. So there's a lot of prize money in it. So I wonder how much each athlete got. Yeah, I think it's pretty it's pretty reasonable. So yeah, good on them. Xterra. It's a race I'd like to go and do one day. Who'd complain going to Maui? Yeah, it'd be not a cool race. I, I, it wasn't really a sport when I was really in the race, but well, it was, but it was very low key. It was kind of just that race at that time, wasn't it? There was a couple of races around the world, but it's a bit, bit bigger brand nowadays. But um, it's a cool thing. It would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. You just need your skills on the bike, wouldn't you? You do. Okay, we also had Ironman Western Australia, and no surprise, the Australians dominated. It's pretty hard to get into Western Australia. I'm not sure what the exact rules are, but I was speaking to somebody last night. Actually, they're moving. They're from Western Australia and moving back, but they can't get there, can't fly into Western oh, really? Australia okay. from, from New Zealand. I'm not sure what the restrictions are, the rest of uh, sort of flying within Australia. But anyway, Kylie Simpson took that out. It's her second win of the year. This is an official dojo domination. <laughs> she <laughs> wins by nearly 50 minutes. 9.06.14. Uh, she swam 108, rode a 448, and then ran a 302. Whether or not she was cruising on the run, because she there did. There was definitely no pressure. Yeah, there's no pressure. Uh, when she died man Cairns earlier in the year, she ran a 253. Uh, so she might have might have been cruising, might have been a tricky day. Sarah Thomas was second and third, and last female was Kate Bevelacqua. So, so, so you finish and you get the money. Do they still do the percentage of finish? Oh, that's a good question. Because it was normally a percentage of second place, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think so, but I'm not sure on that. So if, if we're wrong, uh, let us know. But I'm, I think... Because it used to be you had to finish within like a percentage to get the time, prize money. But it was off second place, wasn't it? Mm. So in this case, they both would have got the money anyway. Yeah. From what I recall, but that, that was a long time ago. What happened in the men's race? Uh, men's race, we had Matt Burton take that out in 8.01 with a, about a nine-minute victory over Stephen McKenna and Fraser Walsh another minute or so back and then a massive gap back to fourth place. Uh, Courtney Ogden, who we talked about last week, I think was he 50? I think he was 50-ish. He was 8.46, so Cameron Brown. Yeah, I think he was 50, yeah. Cameron Brown yeah. could take that down any day of the week. Any day of the week. Okay, we also did the Clash Daytona. Now, this was talked to the big chat. Now, okay, you spent the money? I did. What do you think? Uh, I have not watched much of it yet. I just had a quick scan through uh, yesterday. Or So wait a second, weren't they put up free anyway? Sorry? Did you waste your money? <laughs> well, I don't know if they'll put it up for free or not. Anyway, I paid for it, had a scan through. I will watch it. It's just something to yeah, have in the archive. When you scan through it, did it look like anything special or was it just another triathlon race? It looked, in terms of the coverage and the presentation, it was pretty similar to last year, which I thought was very, very good. Yep. Good commentators, lots of split screen. Again, I only watched a little bit. Uh, but split screen always had the stats on the side so you knew what was happening. Now, you've got to give them that it's easy to cover a race when you're yeah. at, a, at a speedway. But when I was going through, I was going, this is kind of as good as we can expect. They were doing recaps, you know, as you're watching, if you came in late, they were doing recap, this is what's happened so far. Yep. They had some little inserts of people talking pre-race and so on. So I don't think, I mean, if, of course you can do more, but I, from what I watched, they certainly didn't do anything wrong and they pretty much ticked most okay. of my well, boxes. So, 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 uh, uh, now, would you do pay for it again? Um, 
five bucks, I think I probably would. Okay. I'd probably prefer to see a slightly stronger field. Um, yeah, the female field wasn't that strong. Men's field oh, was, it was stronger. good, but yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's not championship field, but it is it? wasn't as strong as last year. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, I liked a couple of things they did. They had the Wahoo Grand, so the fastest transitions. You got a Grand. Um, oh, did you? If you do that. And, and, and little gimmicky things like that. The athletes probably don't care that much for them. But for the commentators, it gives something to pad a little yeah, bit of time. Yeah. It just gives you something to talk about. And, it, and for some of those athletes, they, they said they did actually go for it. I think um, Brent McMahon, who took the men's one, I think, for T1 or maybe T1. Yeah. Uh, he said, yeah, I guess so. I oh, wanted to have the fastest oh, transition. Easy thousand bucks. Yeah. And so that was, that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, overall, the coverage was really good from what I saw. And I will go and watch the whole thing. And yes, I probably would pay for it again. Would I pay regularly for races all the way through? Yeah, the that's season? the question. Probably not. It would need to be some. Sort it would just of be a key rate. Let's say every race started charging. Mm. You'd probably spend fifty bucks a year. Mm. Let's say they charge five bucks. You'd probably say, okay, it's ten races I really want to see. Yep. You know. So. Uh, Bevan said maybe the women's field wasn't stacked. It was a good field, but the racing was very exciting because yeah, Lucy Hall just uh, went out of the block strong in the swim and just gassed it on the bike. She had about four ish minutes lead off the off the bike you're thinking she's a steady runner but she's certainly been run down before but uh i thought she'd probably have it but jackie herring caught her with less than a k to go uh how far, how far was the run i think it was 100k all up in terms of the race i think it might have been 18? 18 okay uh i think it was 80k bike 18k run 2k swim i think uh so yeah lucy hall didn't capitulate but jackie herring Ran up a storm, as did third place uh, Marjolaine Perrier, who I've never of heard day. of before. One oh four fifty six is sensational. We had uh, Anne Haug ran a really amazing time last year, but holy smokes! Well, she, okay, so she won seventy point three Portugal. Yeah, she won triathlon Royan. Yeah, which I'd never heard of. Uh, uh, Gerard Mir long distance and she got, got second on oh no, a fifth in Alpe d'Huez. But it looks like it's her first year yeah, of racing. But she's doing all right, isn't she? But man, and apparently she's quite young. Uh, I think she yeah, she's only twenty two. She went to one eighteen and seventy point three in Portugal. So yeah, sensational. She just pipped Jody Stimpson uh, towards the end, who was was struggling a bit um, by sort of five seconds or so for fourth place. And Laura Siddle had a really solid race in fifth. So good on her. Guys, sort of things. Uh, no, no real surprise. Uh, Christian Bielefeld did take it out, but maybe not as dominant as you'd think. Well, he said he sort of backed it off on the okay. on the run once he sort of got to the lead. Um, he had to fight a bit on the bike to sort of keep Magnus Ditlev in, in check. Um, yeah, it was it was a pretty obvious one. But hats off to him. He did an Ironman what two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Turn around and, and smoked that Ironman. Smoked it and to do that is pretty bloody impressive. Rudy von Berg coming back from. Injury was in third, Matt Hansen fourth, and Brent McMahon, that's the best race I've seen him for a long time, was in fifth. So what happened to him in the seventy point three champs this year? Across twenty six. He yeah. got uh, had mechanical issues on oh, the bike. Oh, did he? Okay. So that was a shame. Because other than that in Leeds, he's had a pretty good year. Oh, he's had an amazing year. <laughs> yeah. Adam Hansen, the ex cyclist, and this puts in perspective how good some of our triathlete cyclists are. He was a former pro. He rode a 144. Um, compare that to Christian Blumenfeld, 143, and Magnus Ditlev, 140. Okay, here's a question. So I've just gone to uh, PTO's Christian Blumenfeld page. He, you know, like if you look at the last four years, it's only really been this year he's been excellent. You know, like maybe late 2019, and I know 2020 was kind of ruined for him. 
Uh, late 2019, he took out Lusanne, uh World Series, 7.3 Bahrain. That was the Lusanne World Ch- Champs final was his first win on the World Triathlon Series. So he'd been really competitive. He, got, he definitely got some seconds and thirds. But oh, yeah, he was always there or thereabouts. He hadn't, he had, it was like the monkey on his back. He hadn't won a race. And that was sort of a, a breakthrough performance for him. And then this year, like, you know, because normally you look at some athletes and they're kind of like, win, 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 win. Whereas he's just kind of come through this year, it's definitely a breakthrough year. What a oh, way to massive. do it! Yeah. yeah. So now, awesome. It's, now it's going to be interesting to see what he can do for the sub seven challenge when he's got a you know a team around him and and see how fast he can go. Uh, we had Indi- uh, seventy point three in Indian Wells. Now, if you if you just look at the results, you'd go, mm, it's kind of interesting. I'll start with the boys. Yeah, it's Vincent um, Louis. Lionel Sanders, impressive. Took it out running a 109.18. Yeah. Uh, came off the bike with Vincent Louis, and I'm thinking, oh, Vincent Louis going to smoke him yeah. here. Uh, and he didn't. Uh, and you What also, happened? So, Vincent Louis, the, the picture of him, he got taken out on the bike by a car somewhere or crashed, oh. some, somehow crashed. He looked munted on the run. Oh, really? He was wearing a white tri suit and it was just, had scuffs all over it. He had mm. blood on his face, he had cuts on his arms. It looked like a pretty decent crash okay uh so you would have that being said uh, he still finished good on him awesome he's got a ticket for 70.3 worlds and that would have been probably his main objective for, for carrying on um but lionel sanders to be only a minute slower than yellow greens is bloody impressive yellow greens is a world triathlon athlete probably he's won races and he's he's really is on his day what the fastest runner at short course at the moment, um, or you know, there's about four of them that are about the same. So for Lionel Sanders, well, also he looks like rubbish when he runs. To go that fast is so impressive. Well, but also he rode the fastest bike split by you know pretty much by a couple of minutes over everyone else. Mm. So now his swim's always subpar, but um, you know to bike that fast and then to pull off that run, that's a great effort. And have the season he's had. So hats off to Lionel Sanders. Uh, I know the other two might have had some adversity, but. That's still being said. That's pretty bloody impressive for the length of the season he's had. I suppose the others have had long seasons too, but bloody impressive. On the female side of it, uh, Danielle Lewis took that one out um, by a minute from Tamara Jewett, who's also a runner of amazing pedigree. She ran a one sixteen, <laughs> impressive, and Ali Brow was in third. So pretty good racing there. Okay, uh, also we have some news about Challenge have their Pro Athlete World Bonus, which is an interesting concept that they do this. It's obviously to get their races get more packed with athletes. Uh, so 2021 Challenge family has 150k US. Pro World Bonus was decided today following an exciting points race at Clash Daytona. Patrick Lane and Anne Haig take it out. They basically get about 30,000 each. Second gets 20, third gets 14. Fourth, eight, and fifth, three. So you had Langer, Ditlev, Funk, Despana, and Thomas Seeger in fifth. Uh, then Anne Haug, Swiss Curry De Vere's. Well. Oh, yeah, um, Braden Curry tied. Anne Haug, Swiss De Vere's, Lucy Hall, Nicholas Berg, and Laura Siddell uh, on the female side. So good on challenge for putting up bonus. So, you know, I'm sure it, it's not enough that you go, I'm definitely committing to all the challenge races, but it's probably just one little thing that'll tip you over if you sort of. Up in the air, shall I do that 70.3? Shall I do the challenge? Well, there's a little bit more money in the challenge, so maybe I'll go there. So, no, good well, on I remember when we were in Rote, we interviewed, who was that girl? We went up and she was in that top of the house. We interviewed her, and she was a pretty good athlete, and she was definitely t- determining to do challenge races because the bonus mm. was a part of it. So, for some athletes, 
Um, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, this week's discussion. Oh, no. One uh, other race that's coming up this oh, weekend, sorry. the Fodax Man in Brazil. I uh, checked it out. It does look like it's going ahead. It's uh, another one of these extreme races. Uh, oh, you can expect temperatures between 5 and 35 degrees. Lots of climbing. 3,600 metres of elevation gain on the bike course. 1,250 metres elevation gain on the run course. Include the feared Serra de Rio de Rosto and the Moro da Egrega. Uh, and the arrival, the finish will be at 1,818 metres above sea level. And you swim in the dark as well with some light guidance. So if you want to go go to Brazil, there you go. Okay, so the discussion of the week was, for those people who have done the challenge slash clash, slash clash, events, do they appeal to you? And if you've done one, have you liked it? So we're getting a huge amount of content, um, but let's go through it. Arnold said, nope, obviously, going obviously to be a draft fest. Even 400 competitors on a four-mile track is going to be a mess. Uh, Abu Dhabi 70.3 was going to do a lap of the track, which is a good idea, but going around and around doesn't appeal to me, at least not in a big field. Uh, Mick Simpson, yep. Uh, I like the idea of regularly seeing my family and my frets, so at least she won't... Wouldn't, and my ma, oh, my ma frets, so at least she wouldn't do that because she'd be able to see them all the way through. Okay, Craig Schroeder has got did challenge Miami and the draft picks were horrible and it was very boring. Alan Bryson says not tried it yet, but it does appeal and he's entered the two five five triathlon at Goodwood Motorsport Circuit next year. You do a five k swim, two hundred k bike, fifty k run, fifty two laps on the bike and thirteen laps on the uh, run circuit. Just hope they have someone to count the laps. Richard Swanee Noah Swans got run a twenty five laps of a ten for a ten k on the track. See how you like going uh, doing numerous lap race courses yeah John uh, Mincer Muncy uh, Portugal 70.3 Cascades included a lap of the Estoril racetrack during the bike leg which was a fun diversion and I ran a half distance marathon on a track in Belgium which was cool I'd be very happy to race a triathlon at a circuit race as it would be more as, as atmospheric given the close proximity of the crowd and the lapped nature of the race. Lucy Francis got it's flat so it's a bonus for me but on the other hand going around an endless lap cancels it out for me. This is why I've never done track cycling but I see it can appeal to some people. Got a couple of people here, Matthew Miller and Andy Smithers. They both did the 255 relay at Goodwood Motor Circuit last year and it was great. Swim in the lane um, which was around, or the lake, which was around one to two miles away, then cycling and running around the track. Awesome event and atmosphere. Signed up again for 2022. Um, the relay again. Vicky Jones got, I love the idea of it. I think for spectators, it's great, and I enjoy the lap racing. Uh, do, 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 do. What else? I'm just going to see if there's any other ones I've got here. Robert Dennis has got Speedway and might be a bit short. And also, depending on the numbers, Esprit Montreal has been organising triathlon at all sizes in the mid-80s on the F1 track from duathlon to Ironman distance races, which is qu uh, quite good as the 1976 Olympics rowing basin is right in the centre of the track. Have a look. So he sent through a, a YouTube clip about that. and I'm having a look right now. Cool. Last one I'll do. Uh, Roger Thompson, would it appeal to my family and or friends to come and spectate? Question mark. I have never hung out at a raceway before. It might be nice or miserable. If I, if I think NASCAR, I think miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that one that you're looking at there in Montreal, they've had the World uh, Triathlon Series World Champs there once. So yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a really good spot for a race because they've got a massive pool, mm. lots of water areas. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. 
So uh, my opinion would be uh, I'd like to do a race. Probably what doesn't really appeal to me to do one on like a Daytona circuit where you're going around an, uh, an oval. That probably doesn't appeal. And you, you see how, how uncomfortable those guys get in terms of being locked on the aero bars for the full distance uh, yeah. with no corner. I mean, you've got corners, but you're on your aero bars the whole way through. So I would say maybe do a half Ironman. I think there's this, this definite appeal for me. And if we, in Christchurch, we have a racetrack where I sometimes organise events called Ruapuna. And there you've kind of got some corners you, where you probably need to get off your aero bars. You could probably stay on them, but you kind of need to. Uh, so something like that when you're on maybe a 3 to 5k circuit, um, that appeals to me for a half whether I'd want to do it for a full possibly not if it was a track in Europe somewhere where it was had a lot of history and it had some some um, undulations in it maybe but just certainly doing a Daytona type one doesn't appeal but I do like watching the pros racing because you, you can sort of see all the action it's easy for them to cover definitely not an Ironman and maybe not a 70.3 but for Olympic I think mm. it'd be awesome mm. you know like an Olympic distance race you know you only bike in you know how many how far is the lap in Daytona I mm, don't know. It's it's. Uh, I'm gonna say a couple of maybe maybe three k's, four k's. I'm gonna say. So you're gonna do what ten laps? Yeah. You know. So anything longer than that, we do your head in. Mm. You know. And the problem is, you can say it's cool having a crowd, but it's not like the Daytona sold out with spectators. Yeah. <laughs> now, if it was on Daytona Day and in between the race they put a triathlon on, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, you know. Oh, but that's right. Four four kilometers, two point five miles. Okay, there you go. So, you know, to me, it's the length of the race would be the thing that, and, and drafting would be a disaster. And, and the, it could be really cool if you got everything right in terms of the setup and have a party atmosphere, have tents and expos and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then I think it would be it could be cool. But that is the problem because everyone's saying the crowds would be cool. But to be honest, it's going to seem hollow anyway because mm. I imagine Daytona probably fits a hundred thousand people or something like probably. that. So you know the the. 3,000 people get to watch a race is going to seem pretty hollow anyway. So, um, uh, yeah, again, for me, it's a distance thing. If it was a shorter race, why not? Mm. But I'd never go 70.3. We just couldn't manage it, could they, with mm. age groupers? Yeah, you'd have to probably do sort of, sort of staggered starts. I do like in, like, you know, Abu Dhabi, where they do a lap of a race as a mm. part of the course. It's kind of novel, mm. and it's kind of cool. Because it is quite cool to think, you know, when you're watching Daytona 500, to think, or when you're watching Days of Thunder. Do you yeah. watch that movie? Yep, yep. Who was in Days of Thunder? I'm just, I'm just. I can tell you were listening. You, t- you tell us because I'm. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman in the eighties. Oh God, Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, the Abu Dhabi Triathlon doesn't exist anymore. I don't think. Jesus, threw some money there, didn't they? Was that mm. where they did the million dollar bonus? Remember that? Maybe Daniela got a million bucks. That was it. Wasn't that a triple here? It, it was three of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so so I actually like the idea of. In, I do like the idea of in an iconic race, and in the Olympics they did that too, didn't they? Didn't the bike race go through the... It finished on the racetrack. Oh, they did. And wherever the last Olympics yeah, were. Yes, yeah. they did for the cycling event. Yeah. They did. Yep. Yeah. I like, I like that idea. I think mm. it's... Because it's kind of cool. Mm. Uh, but yeah, anything more than the Olympic distance. Ideally, you'd do a sprint really, wouldn't you? Mm. Sprint. Get in, get out, have a bit of fun. Yep. Smash it out. So that's the overall thought. I think the overall feel is... Mm, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. This week's discussion. What was your triathlon moment? Now, when you say moment, is this... You can interpret this however oh, you want. Okay. You can go whether there was something you can see, whether it was something you did personally. It can be anything. Okay, your triathlon moment for 2021. This is a discussion. Okay, we're going to interview John. We have. <laughs> we're doing it. Well, it's coming up. We do a little intro. Anyway, we've got uh, Carl Brummer from Sweden, and he is 
a very fast age group. Here we go. Here's Carl right now. <laughs> okay, team. So we can talk some age group excellence today, um, brought to you by Morton Nutrition. You're going to hear more about that later on in this interview, but they're the on-course suppliers at most Ironmans. Uh, as you're also going to find out later in this interview, it can allow you to absorb a lot more carbohydrate than previously thought. And if you need proof in the pudding, check out uh, Flora Duffy, Jan Fredino, Christian Blumenfeld, uh, Gustav Eden, Kipchoge. Uh, they're all, those they're are all, the names to have, aren't they? They're all, yeah, if you're going to get some names behind you, those are the ones. <laughs> And 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 today's guest, uh, Carl Plummer, yeah. who's from Sweden, yeah. and he's yeah. won some races and shown us how fast age group racing is done. So welcome to the show, Carl. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, so you started yeah. Ironman racing in 2008. You qualified for Kona in 2012 and went to, in 2018, went crazy yeah. and, and won a whole bunch of races, including a, a new course record in Kona. Um, yeah. What, what, um, what actually got, what were you doing before triathlon? Uh, well, uh, Boy Scouts and windsurfing, I'd say. <laughs> uh, so, so <laughs> yeah, it's actually true. Uh, but, but I, I started Ironman in 2008, but, but I had a session with Ironman when I was younger. Uh, so when I, I grew up in a small village uh, at the countryside in Sweden, uh, in, in southern Sweden. And in the beginning of the 80s, uh, one of the dads had heard of uh, this Ironman uh, on an island far, far away. <laughs> so uh, he inspired us to to arrange our own little Ironman where we ran around the village. Uh, we biked to the nearest village and back and then jumped in the water and swam around the harbor. It was really short, uh, a couple of Ks run, eight Ks bike and a couple of hundred meters swimming. And in that order, the first year, <laughs> we changed it later. Uh, so, and, and uh, we did that once a year uh, for six, seven, eight years, something like that. And um, I, when, when I took part, I, I was the first to cross the, the, the finish line. So I guess I got inspired. And then one year, some guys came and wanted to join with fancy bikes and, and disc wheels, etc. And when I passed them on the run, uh, they asked me afterwards if afterwards if I wanted to join them because they were planning on on founding an, a triathlon club in okay. southern Sweden and that was so when was that eighty six eighty seven something like that I guess yeah. uh, so and then I raced short races locally uh, for yeah for ten years yeah uh, until I we I got my first daughter. And then, so then I quit triathlon. It was too much with with the career uh, and family and triathlon. So I I put the bike and running shoes away. Actually, not the running shoes. I I, I ran only running for a couple of years. Uh, and then when uh, the second daughter arrived, I stopped any kind of structured training and racing. So. Um, and, and then when I turned 40, my wife gave me a, a start in, in Kalmar, the Ironman Kalmar, which by then wasn't an Ironman, but this was the, the Ironman distance. For many years, they ever had it, and I've heard of it. So she knew that I had this dream of trying to conquer the Ironman distance. Uh, so she gave me sort of the, a go for, for training for 2009. So I started training. Uh, took out the old bike. Uh, 
and uh, did my first Kalmar with, with uh, the old bike from 97. Nice. So, and it was, it was nice, a nice experience. It was the first time actually that I ran a marathon. I, ha- I, had, never, I had never run a marathon before that. I still haven't run a marathon without biking before. Uh, it's as a warm up, as we say. Um, and then, as I, I don't know, but I, I guess many have the experience with the first time we, we make an Ironman during the race, we, we, we start arguing with ourselves uh, why am I doing this and how, how the hell will I finish? It was so hard, so long. I was so tired. Uh, but I made it, uh, and afterwards, the, the question sort of re- rephrased itself into, okay, how fast can I make this instead? And, and I, I decided to see if I could go faster. When you did your first one, yeah. what kind of speed were you at that stage? Like, did, we, did you have some natural ability anyway, or what kind of... Yeah. Yeah. So where no, were you No, obviously. Uh, 9.38. Uh, okay. For my, yeah, and then I, I later found out that that was a good uh, first race, yeah. uh, obviously. And I, I wasn't in the Ironman or Vietnam community at that time, actually. I had sort of checked out. So it was uh, sort of a surprise for me uh, that I was able to do it on that level. So obviously, I mean, I've got the genetics. So it's so kind of, and, and I guess. What, what do you do um, professionally? And, and is it just the two, two daughters you have? So what's, what's your home setup like? Yeah, I, I, well, I work uh, full-time, of course, as a consultant, I, as a coach, uh, a business coach. I coach uh, management teams, organizations, uh, leadership training, and dealing with change is a, is a big subject, change management. Uh, and the performance in, in business, in the business setting, setting goals, uh, keeping the discipline, adjusting to changing circumstances uh, and still keep the eyes on, on the goal and, and how to reach it. Hmm. So I, I sometimes say that I'm, I'm not, actually I've transferred a lot of my knowledge from the business to my Ironman racing. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, yeah. And um, and how did you sort of how did your triathlon progress career sort of progress from that first race in two thousand and nine to to twenty twelve where you qualified for Hawaii? Um, what what was the mm-hmm. path to to get there like? And what were some of the things that worked really well? And maybe what were some of the mistakes you made on the the journey? Uh, well, w- one big learning was definitely the the art of pacing. Uh, I did uh, 2008 Kalmar, uh, sorry, 2009, and then again 2010, uh, and improved uh, about half an hour, I, I think. Uh, and then I asked uh, uh, the, the winner of that race, uh, Klaus uh, Björling, who is uh, oh, yeah. a, a, a really, yeah, uh, yeah, you know Klaus, I guess. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, since he has, he has been quite successful uh, on your side of the globe. Yeah. Uh, and 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 he said uh, first I, I bought a bike from him, uh, and then he said it's about pacing, pacing, pacing uh, on on the bike and on the run. Uh, and so for 2011, then I, I set out to to aim. I wanted to break the the nine hour barrier. And on on the bike, the bike course then in Kalmar was uh, three loops, and and during the first loops loop uh, so there were so many passing me 
Uh, I got I got passed uh, over and over and over again, and I, I told myself stick to the stick to the to the plan, stick to the plan, be disciplined, pacing, pacing. The second loop, I passed a few, and uh, a few guys passed me, but not very much happened. And on the last loop of the bike, I passed I don't know how many, and I could I could that was before we had those. Uh, uh gps watches and such at least i didn't have it yeah. so uh, but later on i could see that i had less than a half a kilometer an hour in difference between the the, the pace i had for the first second and, and third loop on the bike so i'd actually had exactly the same pace uh and then i realized yeah it's it's so much about pacing uh, and i got that from from class i'm really grateful for him from him um yeah, and so that was you, fun. Yeah, what what mistakes mm. did you have along the way, or or did this all go really really well, or did you have any catastrophes in, in any races? Uh, well, I, I guess the first catastrophe was before I even got to the start line because I started training in the autumn of two thousand and eight as if I was. 30, uh, which I wasn't, <laughs> I turned 40. So it took a couple of weeks uh, or months, I would say. And then I had a slip disc uh, and I went to, to um, uh, uh, um, yeah, a physiotherapist and, and she said, well, Carl, can I, can I show you here? You're supposed to have core muscles. <laughs> and, and she gave me a couple of exercises with a, which, of which I couldn't do one repetition. So, wow. so, so I, I had had to start the recovery from the slip disc, uh, it, which took five, four or five months. But during the time, I, I could gradually increase the training again. And what I, with this, this platform of core uh, strength training, I, I found out that I actually swam and ran faster than before the slip disc, even though I hadn't been training that much. Uh, so, so the, the 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 core of core training uh, came as a, as a good good outcome of the slip disc, uh, which was a felt at least a, a little bit of a catastrophe. Um, yeah. When, when you know you get to Vukona, it took you about four years. But what kind of training were you doing at that stage? You know, what kind of time commitment? What did your, your typical uh, training the week look like? Yeah, I, I've never been a, a volume guy, uh, and I did. Those years, I think I averaged eight to ten hours a week. Uh, for for so I went to to Frankfurt uh, for to do a race uh, the 2012. Uh, just actually, I, I I wanted to do a race outside Sweden, so I raced in Frankfurt, and I managed to to finish. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know fifth, I think, uh, and then I got a slot for Kona, and of course I decided to go. Uh, so then I went to Kona, and I finished tenth in my group, age group. And and in and then I saw that in in Frankfurt, if if you come top three, you get this at that time those uh, big plastic cool Ironman logo M's. So I told myself <laughs> I wanted one of those, <laughs> and and then I could see that if you finish top five in 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 Kona, you are allowed to get on stage uh, on the prize award, on the awards and, and you get an amiki. So uh, sort of my my vision for 2013 then was to, to get one of those M's and, and, and an amiki in, in Kona. I wanted to finish on the podium. 
um, which get, gave me a lot of inspiration. And Definitely. I, I, I think your big year was, I think, 2018. I might be wrong. Um, yeah. Um, so, so what did you do between 2013 and, and 2018 where you set a new course record in, in Kona? I, first, I it's not took a year off, but, but I raced, I raced Roth. Uh, I did some swim run racing with my brother. And um, actually in 2017, my, my mantra was just for fun. So I wanted to gather experience and try out some new stuff uh, and just race for fun uh, in order to prepare mentally for 2018 since I knew I was turning 50 and entering a new age group. So, so um, it, it gave me a year of, of laid back racing that actually went really well uh, so and I, at that time that was when I've heard of uh, had heard of Morton so I tried Morton for the first times uh, racing then uh, I decided to try on the racing shoe on uh, mm -hmm. and they were so comfy so I said I so told myself well since it's just for fun Let's race uh, a half an Ironman without socks, uh, barefoot, just mm. for the feeling. And it went well. So I went to, to Kalmar and had decided to try to run without socks for the full marathon. Uh, and during the race in Kalmar, I also tried, I pushed it with Morton. I had, I had a, a full bottle of Morton on the bike. And after half an hour of biking, first I did... Yeah, tried to restore a little bit of fluids from the swim. But then after half an hour, an hour on the bike, I, I emptied a, a 500 milliliter bottle of Morton just to see what happens. Uh, since they had claimed that it's, it's easier to, to take it and the stomach won't make any protests. And I got a little bit, I think you would say bloated, uh, I had a little bit of it just it felt a little bit oh a little bit uh, in the stomach for a couple of minutes, but then it it uh, disappeared. So uh, and I tried and tried a new racing suit, etc. And during all this, I actually set a new PB in <laughs> eight fifty two something uh, in Kalmar, uh, finishing. I, I can't remember quite, but at least I won my age group. Uh, and and I was on the in the top five six of all Swedes, including the pros. I think mm. so. That was very interesting to see how how well I can perform when I'm really relaxed. So this is I don't have to prove anything. Uh, I, I was doing this, this just for fun, and that was a, a good lesson to to bring with me for 2018. Um, so yeah. So you went on to that 2018, and, and that, this is mm. a really big year. Um, yep. And you do really well in South Africa. Um, you do 70.3 European champs, and you win that, and you and then you go to Kona, and you win that and, and a new course record. Mm. Um, mm. You, sent, you sent me an email with uh, sort of a rundown of your nutrition. And, yeah, yeah. it looks to me like you were taking – you know, over a hundred grams of carbohydrate per hour on the bike and the run from the Morton products. Yep. So yep. tell us how you did that and, and how you came up with that number and, and maybe how you carry the nutrition and, and just, cause it's not easy taking everything on Ironman. So talk us through your sort of nutrition plan for, for South Africa and for, um, for Kona. For Kona. 
Yeah, uh, well, I, I've tried it out in, in training, of course, and I, I've realized that I can take in a whole lot of, of Morton. Uh, it's it's easy for me to, to tolerate, uh, which hasn't been the case with, uh, with some, of, some of the other brands. Um, and uh, what I will do is that uh, actually already at the breakfast, I will have a bottle of Morton uh, beside the coffee and a banana, maybe some granola, the granola, muesli and yogurt. Um, and then I will start uh, sipping uh, this this first bottle uh, in the preparation area uh, or in the yeah in transition area. Uh, and then I will so I will start uh, with the full tank, of course. Um, and then I I simply have have a race a nutrition schedule where I've counted how many bottles I, I need uh, and what and what should be in those bottles to. Which and then I'm aiming at 100 uh, uh, grams of, of carbs uh, per hour, roughly. Uh, and then because I, I mean, the more energy I can take in, the more I can, <laughs> the more race racing I, I can do. Let's say. Um, so what I will do is that I will I will check the race course and, and get me some marks on the race course where I know. So when I when I turn this corner, this bottle should be empty. When I come closer to that uh, aid station, I'm supposed to have emptied those bottles, so I can throw them away. Uh, I can take on new uh, water since I I take water from every uh, aid station. Uh, very disciplined on, on that, uh, but I carry all my energy. Uh, and in if I Remember, yeah, in South Africa and in Kona, you have those uh, special needs. So, so I will, of course, have my own bag in the special needs uh, where I have uh, for the, the second half of the race uh, with some extra. Uh, it's Sometimes you lose a bottle. Uh, it has mm -hmm. happened to me. It, it happened in, in South Africa and in Kona, actually. So I will carry some gels as spare, but in, on the bike, I will only drink my energy. Uh, and I have this this high high concentrated Morton then, and mm -hmm. complement with salt. I have some salt in the bottles uh, as well, and uh, on the side I will have some uh, coffee. And yeah. then for the run, I, I turn to gels, uh, and it's easy to keep track on them, <laughs> mm -hmm. since during the run you start getting a little bit, uh, yeah stupid or how you would express it yeah um, <laughs> tired <laughs> so, 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 uh, tired tired yeah. is a good way of framing it yeah so so um i, I will once again I, I i will from the transition area i will have so and so many gels with me uh, and i will either depending on uh, the race i will have uh, the schedule made up from passing the aid stations or every 15 minutes or something like that or every 20 minutes if it's on the run and I will have a gel every 20 minutes or every 15 minutes. I have, yeah, I've tried both. And then again, being disciplined, I will take the energy. I will take the energy. Without it, uh, I won't make it. Yeah. Um, if it makes sense. It did, um, do you know others that have, have consumed a similar volume that, that you take in and whether they can handle it um, because yeah m m most people are probably going to be you know with regular sports nutrition maybe around 50 grams maybe up to 70 grams of carbohydrate um, 100 yeah. Is, is, yeah. is high yeah 
Yeah, I, I know, but, but I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, before I went to consultant, I was with the pharma industry for 15 years and I'm a little bit scientific oriented and I've seen the, the, the uh, studies that they've made in Morton. Uh, so that sort of convinced me. Um, and then I, tr- I tried it. I mean, it, you have to try it out for yourself, uh, whatever, uh, whatever source of, of uh, carbs you try. Uh, I know that Os- Oscar Olsson, um, he actually for 2018, I took a coach for the first time. He's a local coach, but and, and he has he also uses Morton and he, and he won the till uh, uh, swim run world championships mm-hmm. uh, last year and he had he had done several many really good performances there and he carries his his energy as well during those races so so we share that that uh, <laughs> that uh, belief uh, but i know it's not a belief i, I think it's I've, I've tried it works for me so if i mean anybody who's interested i would say uh, no matter what what uh, source you use, you should try to push it uh, mm. and see how how far you can get. Um, the question I have is, what did you notice a significant difference in your energy output in the race? You know, obviously putting a lot more energy in. Did, did... Yep, I would, I would, I would say that. Actually, what one of the, for, I mean for for, for Ironman South Africa, I I. I don't. I can't remember. I, I came off the bike with the lead. I could late. I later found found out and on my, on my, uh, in my age group, but during the run, I distanced myself from from the rest in my age group. With I think I had a forty eight minute margin <laughs> between me and the runner up, yeah, uh, yes. and and wow. between the the runner up and the fifth guy, the, it was five minutes between the, the second so it was it was crazy uh and i i, remember, I, I couldn't believe it I, I just kept running uh, uh <laughs> and, yeah and and then i had a similar experience actually in in south africa um uh, in uh, in september uh 2018 when it was the world champs in 70.3 i, I went there too and i came off the bike with the six minute i think the the physical uh, to the to the leader since it was separated the females and uh, the girls had run raced the, the day before so there were some Swedish girls that, that shouted to me Carl you have I think it was six minutes up to the leader in your age group when I when we started off running and after after the first of the two loops uh, they shouted now you have now you have four minutes okay so for, I had run the half the half marathon and again two minutes four minutes left left. And I decided just let's make it or break it. So I, I pushed it. I, I gave it everything. And I actually I ran the, the half marathon of my life. I, I finished 119. Uh, yeah. nice. uh, uh, and I, I passed the, the leader with 1K to go. Uh, and he actually, he noticed me. I didn't know who he was, but he noticed with, with a nice comment. When, so when I passed him, he said, good running, Carl. Ah, <laughs> nice. I, so, so that was, I would say, yes, I, I, had, I had a great energy output as well. I wouldn't have been able to, to run in, in that pace. I mean, it was good conditions. It wasn't too hot. It was quite humid, uh, etc. Not that humid, but uh, the, the air was fresh, I would say. Yeah. So, so it was good conditions, but, um, but still. 
So just with regards to Kona, you know, you've got some good mm-hmm. Kona experience there and you've, you've obviously performed really, really well. What, what are the mm-hmm. main things that when you were going into Kona, you really focused on, of course, nutrition and training, but what, what are the, mm-hmm. some of the, the, the Kona secrets that you've learned um, result in a really good race? Well, first, as an age grouper, uh, also uh, for the training, for the old training season, don't train too much if you if you aren't able also to recover as much and eat as much i think too many age groupers simply uh, push themselves too hard uh, during the training uh, if i would have been a pro i could i could train in the morning go back home have my nutrition and go for a nap but as as a, <laughs> the, the rest of us we have, got, have to go to work so that's in my 2018 year, uh, my, what I call the, the podium tour, I had an average training of 12 hours a week, uh, peaking with a couple of weeks of 15 hours. But on the other hand, I had a, a couple of completely training-free weeks as well uh, during the season just to recover. So, so coming up to any race, if you're, you should try to sense your body and the balance between the training, recovery and, and, and nutrition. That is one. Um, another Kona secret for me is, is definitely when I get there, I don't use the, the air condition. Mm-hmm. So I try to get there at least uh, a week, uh, possibly 10 days ahead. And I don't use the air condition. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I sweat a lot uh, mm-hmm. for five, six days. And of course, I then also drink a lot. So I get sort of... Uh, uh, adjusted to, to temperature. I don't train that much in Kona. Uh, that was actually a, a very good advice for a friend of me, Chris. Chris she, she had been there before and she said, Carl, when, when I went there for the first time, Carl, now you're getting to Kona. Don't get carried away. Uh, people are training like maniacs. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they get carried away by the atmosphere and everybody's so fit and you're in Kona, so you go for a long run and then maybe a long bike and then you do swim in the morning and swim in the evening, blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. don't train too much. So, so I train very little. It's really, really uh, uh, t- taper week uh, for me. I don't, of course, I don't train the day before I, I travel. I don't mm-hmm. train during the travel. I don't train... The, the day after the travel and then I do a couple of easy sessions uh, more to sort of get into it uh, but very little training load uh, since it's so much anyway to adjust to it's a 12-hour uh, uh, time adjustment it's the temperature it's the humidity ever etc etc another learning uh, is <laughs> Uh, even though we don't wear wetsuits, uh, you should use Vaseline in the neck. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> My first year in Kona, I didn't do that. I, I passed the, the Vaseline bottle. No, I don't need that. I, I don't I haven't got a, a, a wetsuit on. And after a couple of hundred meters in the race swim, of course, I realized that the water is quite salty and I will get uh, uh, what is called... Uh, Chafing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... And then I made a second mistake, and that was when I came out of the water. I, I, I took one of those Vaseline bottles and put my hand in it and gave myself a nice uh, little massage with Vaseline in the neck, which was good. But on the other hand, I had then 
dipped my hand in Vaseline and I was supposed to, to ride the bike with, with that. And that wasn't very... <laughs> and at the time, I didn't... I, I, uh, well, yeah, you see. Um, more... This, I, I, I looked at uh, Sebastian Kienle when he won. Uh, I can't remember the year, but I noticed that I think he actually walked through every aid station during the run. So, and I said, I said to myself, if, if Keenly can win the, the pro uh, race, walking through every aid station, then I can gain something from doing that too. So that was, that is in my race uh, uh, sort of plan, <clears throat> definitely when it's hot, as in, in Kona, walk through every aid station. Don't, don't skip the water uh, in, in any uh, aid station. And if I if I try to run through it, I simply won't get enough fluid uh, in. Bam, bam, bam. yeah. And awesome. pace once again, pace, pace yourself. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, okay, I've got a few few quick fire questions for you. Um, yep. First one will be you've already answered a few of them, which is good. Do you, do you use technology when you're racing now in terms of power meter, GPS, yep. all that sort of stuff? Yep. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. But Can I don't you... don't keep track on, on the speed. Uh, yeah. That is of non-relevance. But uh, pulse, uh, power and feeling, of course. Yeah. Do you do you wax or shave your legs or neither? Of course. Of course. Sh oh, sh oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Shaving or uh, waxing? Sh shaving, shaving. I tried waxing once. Uh, Only fun. once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, actually, because I think it's easier to shave them. I can do it myself when I have time. Uh, and I, I because when I waxed them, I actually went to a, a studio that were professionals doing this. Uh, so it, it, it took more time. I, I, I would shave them. Yeah. yeah. Do you use uh, any facial moisturizer? Uh, during race or no, just, just day, 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 day to day to keep keep you looking young well yes but it doesn't keep me looking young uh, <laughs> lastly tried, last... i haven't i haven't found the right product for that lastly if you were to do a straight marathon and you just were to train yeah. properly like give it you know a good year how fast do you think yeah. you could run it I don't know. Uh, actually, I, I, right now, since I, I had bike crash in 2019, so I haven't been racing since since Kona, actually. So um, I'm trying to figure out where I'm at uh, to get back. Uh, but uh, yeah, why not 245? Two, yeah, something awesome. like that, I guess. Nice. Two little quick ones as well. Uh, how do yep. you have your coffee? How I have it? Yeah. Do you have many ways, I would say. Uh, many ways. Uh, espresso, cappuccino, uh, or uh, anyways. Uh, well, I think what you're any ways, many ways. <laughs> I, I, today I've had uh, three or four versions of it just to to make something happen during the day when I work from home. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Oh, it's been brilliant. You've you've given us some good insight there, both on the nutrition front and what it takes to get to the top. So, um, yeah, awesome. Uh, if people want to follow you, do you do social media or anything like that? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, if I get going again, I will. I will try to 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 kick it on again. I have I have a website. It's sub nine top top ten uh, dot com. 
so SUB9, TOP10, which was my mantra for 2012, I think, that, yeah, it was. Awesome. Uh, uh, and and uh, Instagram, it's called uh, Rumor, I think, something yeah. like that. But I'm not very active right now, but I, I would like to get back to, to racing, uh, definitely. So I'm, I'm trying. I have, a, I have a little bit of unfinished business with Kona. Uh, so, so I would like to get back there and, and finish uh, in, in a nice way, not just in a fast way. Nice. So. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks so much for your time, Carl. Yeah, awesome. I'm, uh, I'm, no, I'm 40, what am I now? I'm 46, and I want to try to see if I can do a sub nine when I'm 50. So you've, you've, oh, seen, the, you you've, you've seen the benchmark. I've got to see if I can match, <laughs> match that in a few yeah. years' time. Yeah. Give me a call and I'll help you out. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Carl. Awesome, thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks. See you. Jumbo, your thoughts? Well, it still seems that I'm the only male on this planet that waxes their leg, gets their legs, legs waxed. Yeah. That's my first observation. How often are you getting done? It looks like you're hitting it recently. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just ran. What do you pay? Um, 45 bucks, maybe. I think Here's a question. Like that. How high do they go? Yeah, not too <laughs> high. I wear Speedos, but then when I swim, I wear jammers usually, so they don't need to go too high. <laughs> But yeah, is there, is there a bit of movement you have to do. You, just, <laughs> you, have, to, you have to hold it to one side. <laughs> yeah, tight speedos are, are, are worn. Oh, so you wear speedos while you're getting it done, do you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, so that was first observation. Second observation: the quantity of cars he's taken in is fant- is sensational. And, have, and have this you tried is. This? Uh, I've, I'll go into that in a second, but this is very similar to what I've been told um, those pros are doing. They're taking in similar quantities to that. The Swedes are cranking it down. So, you know, you've got to play around with these things, but, you know, if the more carbs you can get in, the, the better, better yeah. as long as your stomach can handle it. And it seems from all the evidence we've had so far, people like this product, they like the flavor. It's an advantage. Absor- easy to absorb, and you can get more carbs in. So, Go your good thing on that front. Um, if Carl's anything to, to go by. And the way you think about it, you're getting more usable energy. Mm. That's what you want to think about, you know. So I actually tried the 320 mix at the weekend. Um, so they have a, a gel um, which has got 25 grams of carbs. They've got a uh, they've got a slightly lighter mix in terms of a drink mix, and then they've got the 320, and that's got 80 grams of carbohydrate. You get that in a um, you mix it in with 500 mils of water. I used the caffeinated version on Saturday for uh, we did reverse long bays, about a 70 80k ride, yep. and I sort of took that. Um, I'd been a fasted ride for the first two hours, and then I want to ride the last hour or so at sort of Ironman power. Took that on board, liked it. Worked really well, especially the caffeinated side of it. Made made sure I was nice and alert. Um, and then just in terms of the consistency, it's probably it's a little bit thicker than a standard sports drink. It's not like a gel or anything like that. Quite like milkshake. A, sorry. Quite a thick milkshake. No, it's just a little bit syrupy, just okay. slightly syrupy. Um, but I had no problems with the flavour. Um, it's it's a different flavour from the the lighter mix because and plus I had the caffeine in there. But it worked really well for me. It's looking forward to using it in in a race coming up. But overall, look, Carl. So if you're racing, you do what? One of those in a gel an hour? No, just probably one of those an hour. That's so 80, look, 80 grams of carbs an hour. Um, you get 100. Yeah. Well, that's that's where the experiment, experimentation comes in. And yeah, then I'd you know, take the gels on the, the run. And and we've said this before, but you know the gels are going to be supplied on the on most Ironman courses that you do. So you might as well, you know, if you've still got a tried and true method, you might as well have a backup plan and at least try the gels. As Carl said, you know, he would carry the gel. You want to have plan B. You'd carry the gels on the bike. He does. Just as that backup plan, if you drop a bottle 
Um, then you go, sweet, I've got yep. gels. On the, on the race day, if you've stuffed up something or you, um, you've dropped your bottles, you can at least rely on the gels. Um, no, so far so good. And my little experimentation and everybody I've spoken to have got uh, really positive things to say. So check it out, morton.com, and you can get special pricing on there by clicking on the Iron Man button. Okay, uh, do you want to do the high five? Yes. Okay, one, two, three, four. High five. five. Five things to consider as we finish 2021. You go first, John. I just came up with this uh, last night. I was going, what's some content? We're at the end of the year. Number one, are you? Re- uh, this is things you should consider for 2022. Are you reasonably self-sufficient when you go out on the bike? Some of you guys, you can go to sleep for the next minute or so because you know all the stuff. But there's a lot of people that don't have the basic bike oh, skills. Um, so some of those could be fixing a puncture. You'd be surprised how many people don't know how to fix a puncture. Um, and packing and unpacking your bike. Uh, and also changing your brake pads. So those were three things that I think every triathlete should be able to do. And it's all very basic. Yeah. If uh, you're not, you're being lazy, basically. Yeah, especially if you don't know the things you should. Check out the Global Cycling Network. They have lots of how-to videos. But yeah, in terms of packing and unpacking your bike, it gets more complicated now with TT bikes and stuff uh, and the way they're designed. Back in back in your day, Bevan, it was just undo a couple of bolts in your way. No, I used to get, I used to, it was literally a plastic. I mean, I used to use a cardboard box. Mm, it's a little more intricate now, with, with especially with the TT bikes. But you really should, even if you are paying somebody else to do it, you kind of need to know just in case you get somewhere and something goes wrong. If you don't know how to fix a puncture, plus knowing how to really find what causes it. So my son's, he, he sort of can do a basic puncher. Sometimes he doesn't really thoroughly check the and inside for, for glass and then you get another puncher. That's number one. Okay, number two is uh, what are you going to do for your sport in 2022? This is about giving back. Things like volunteering at an event, mentoring someone or even trying to coach someone yourself. Mm. Number three, can you minim- minimize your carbon footprint? This is all a bit hypocritical because most of us being triathletes, our carbon footprint is probably bigger than it should be given we travel to races and, and so on. So a few things you could try to do is fixing your tubes. It seems like along with the waxing of the legs, I'm just about the only person I know that actually fixes tubes. Most people just throw them out as soon as they're done. Yeah. I just collect up a pile and then one day have a tube fixing session. Yeah, you uh, party. Sorry? Tube fixing party. Okay. Uh, this, is the, this is one I almost will start ranting on, Bevan. Using a pump when you get a puncture. People oh, people using canisters and really? training all the time. I'm like, that's unnecessary. Carry a pump and just one little thing you can do. In a race, different story. Yep. Totally get it. That's a bit of a one-off. Uh, so fix your tubes, use a pump, and use your gear till it's worn out. Uh, but what if you want to be high fashion? Just grow it. Just, just take one step back. And uh, use your gear till it's worn out. How often do you buy new gear? Very infrequently. <laughs> Very. It's all your camp stuff, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember when I did Kona. I, I yeah, I bought some gear for Kona, and it, it, I thought it was pretty cool. And then it actually, wasn't that cool? Mm. Yeah, a bad move. I should give you a picture. I've got. I've still got my pictures in my first triathlon singlet I had. We have to use that for a website one day. Okay, number four is a couple. Uh, what are a couple of things you'll do in 2022 to improve your performance that you know you should do? And we all have that thing that deep down we know we should do, but we never get around to doing. So what? probably what, what are they? But all more importantly, how can you commit to doing them as you progress into next year? Number five, this: what do you enjoy most about triathlon? Have a little think about that because sometimes it's not always about going the fastest and we often talk about 
working on your weaknesses and those things you don't enjoy it the most but sometimes just take a step back and go what do I really enjoy about that and make sure that you insert that somehow into your plan to, to keep the enjoyment factor so it doesn't become just the same old thing and too much of a routine and and just yeah doing the same thing every week just do some adventures make sure you enjoy what you do some people love all that process stuff I do as well um, but make sure that you do focus on the enjoyment factor and then lastly, if you have in a family or relationship situation, what are you going to do to make sure that your family are okay with your hobby? And that's partly about good communication, but it's also things like uh, giving back, make sure you've got energy for them, hmm. you know, doing your part for those people as well, which is really important because we can get a bit selfish in our sport, John. You can. So there's just there's actually six things. Not a high five today. It's a high six. Just do a bit of reflection and, and planning for 2022. Do you want me to say 96? Uh, no, um, we, we're, we're doing Wanger of the Week. And we are going to do... 96 down, what's that mean? Okay, so we're going to pick out person number 96 on our list. And the reason for number 96, because you often have random reasons for numbers, Bevan. The reason for today is it was a cricket match on at the weekend. And it was New Zealand versus India. Oh, did you watch it? my God, did we get our pants pulled down. But, but. No, there's no buts. Um, Oh, we got our pants pulled down. But, come on, that record... Yeah, one fella got 10 wickets. But Which that's... has only ever happened three times in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. That's the most significant individual performance in New Zealand cricket's history. Yeah, but we lost and we got absolutely We got downtrodden. It was embarrassing. And so for those in non-Commonwealth countries in, in test cricket, you have two turns at bat uh, and it's whoever gets the most runs sort Basically, of wins. Yeah, yeah. And so they got 300 and something in their first innings. Our total score from our both of our turns at bats was 96 runs less than what they got in their first Oh, innings. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a, a shocker. So it was num- a shocker, but we got the, the, you're not gonna, the, the thing you want to remember about Tess River, for those who don't know cricket, one guy getting all 10 wickets hmm. is, look, I know in baseball... So he got t- the entire team out. It, it, it's even better. So the big thing in baseball is a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. Well, it's even way better than that because in the history of the, our sport, which is like 130 years now, it's only happened three times. Mm. That's that, impressive. How cool would that be? Yeah. I was number 70 in our rankings this week. Oh, well God, People can't be doing that much training. Uh, so who was 96? 96. Oh, you, he's, not, he's, not, he's not really... Tim Olsen? He's not he, sharing with us. Okay. We'll give him a bit of love quickly. Tim Olsen, 11 hours and 4 minutes, 21 minutes swimming, 10 hours and 18 minutes of cycling, and 23 minutes of running. He's based in Singapore. And he is a triathlete by the look of it because his picture is of him on his tri bars in a tri suit. So good on you, Tim Olsen. You are our winner of the week. week. Okay, watch the swim set. Swim set. This is there's a reason I didn't type it up today because it was pretty straightforward. Went to the pool this morning. First day of the new COVID system at the pool. Today. So wait, is it unlimited now? Yep, back into our normal lanes. Oh. So that was great. And then, but half the <laughs> that's helpful. But there was hardly anybody at the pool because one's had a baby at the weekend. Marie Hill had a bloody horrific crash at the weekend and she's all banged oh, up. Right? Uh, not really. Oh, um, and yes, yeah, so it was hardly in the pool. But one fella, Mike Press, it was his birthday, turning 59. Um, and so they were going to do 59 times 100. I said, I can only, I've only got time for 40. 40 100s on 145. Normally you would go up to 59. Did he do 59? He did not. We all had to get out and go to work. <laughs> but that was, the, that was sort of the intention at the beginning. So I said, is that what we're doing? I said, I'm going to do 40. So we did 40. Is that enjoyable? Uh, you just get into a groove. And f- the, the, the pace we were doing on, for me, was, was really cruisy. So it's just like, boom, turn over, bang it out. 
banging out and you just change every every 10 100s so you just got a lead for your 10 and then then swap it around and uh yeah we had a couple of miscounts by some people um but we got there in the end so it's all right so i was at the gym this morning speaking to a guy called Lou, who's a bit of an iconic gym member he's probably in his 70s now maybe late 60s Maori guy and he um just he's been there for, for so long i've been teaching gym and he swims from taylor's mistake to sumner Pretty much every day. Oh, it's a swim I want to do one day. Have, have you, you done it? Have you, yeah, I was, I was wondering, have you done that? Decent swim. Dangerous swim. Well, yeah. He, he swims yeah. a boy and he's got a flag and yeah. there's a couple of them. I think they've even like a beacon. But he, he pretty much does it. Mm. He says it takes a couple of hours, but he's, he's an older, slower man. But yeah, you've never done it? No, I'd say that'd be maybe 4K, something like that. Yeah. Maybe five. don't know. could be longer. It's a good swim. I'd why, have to go join him one day. Why have you never done it? You'd, I'd probably want support if I was, I'd want to support kayak doing that like this is a proper it's a proper ocean swim swimming around a headland yeah um, yeah I'd want some support doing that it'd be a cool swim to do but wouldn't it yeah yeah, yeah so, we'll arrange yeah. it do some swim training we can do it together we'll get a couple oh, of kayaks out there well I did do a 500 metres when I was at Hemner there you go yep so that's only another four and a half k to go mm-hmm. okay Adrian oh this week's patrons Adrian Projectile Berry Martin Wally White and Christopher Little J Swain I remember Jay? Little J because I think he's the same age as me and when he became a patron he was I think he was turning 40 and he wanted to do this that and the other thing and they were all things that I wanted to do when uh, I was 40 so little, little, uh, John. So little John okay if you do want to be a patron of the show go to www.imtalk.me we also say thank you to Morton so remember check out morton.com you don't need to do, go to our website just go there you can get some free samples and it's really cool especially in American Europe is it yep um, and, and discount and discounts discounts get it guys A listen to what everyone's telling you but B the top people are using it it's obviously something to this so check it out especially if you want to get a better performance uh, if you want to show email to you down the bottom of the front page www.imtalk.me if you want to be a patron that's where you go as well for coaching coachjohnmuson.com my podcast bevanjamesisles.com other content Age group a week, cool websites and other feedback. I am talkpodcast at gmail.com. Jombo, your goss. Uh, Bevan, I've got a, a little challenge for you. Oh, here uh, we go. Well, if you want to come out, I'm, I'm organising the Oxman this weekend and you can come out and maybe do some interviews, post-race interviews, I yeah, thought. I think I'm busy that day. Yeah, no, no, I've checked with Joe. Apparently you're not. Oh, am I not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there you go. If we don't have any interviews next week, it's because Bevan's been uh, okay, so well, not Hey, guys, there's got to be no interviews next week. <laughs> you can uh, you can go for a nice walk in North Canterbury afterwards. Go up to Oxford. Go walk up Mount John. What day is it? Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Oh, yeah, no, I'm busy. You're not. I've checked with Joe. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's dominating my week. Just race organising is, um, yeah, that's what this week's all about, which is good. It's going to be half Ironman. Weather, thankfully, well, who knows what we're going to get. The, the forecast, the long-range forecast was for miserable and rain. It's now just looking miserable and maybe not rain, but who knows what's going to happen. So we're kind of uh, in a bit of a yo-yo state in Christchurch at the moment. For the last three months of weather. Yeah, a couple of days nice, a couple of days crap. A couple of days nice, a couple of days crap. Uh, so that's going to be... Did your game week. arrive? Yes, I've ordered the game. Yes. Yeah, we played it on Saturday night. Nice. It's a good game. It worked. Good. Had some friends around. Uh, Geek out. Geek out. Yeah. Uh, We had some friends around, Mm -hmm. and some categories can get quite long Mm. because we because basically you're bidding. So you you kind of what you do is you kind of say here's the question and you bid to see who you can take it. And one of them was like number one songs, Mm. and the big guy I think I bid thirty six. Oh gosh. Yeah, and I got it because <laughs> number you know there's plenty of number one songs, uh, but it did take a while. So you, you probably want to stay away from categories that can be because we also did name Olympic athletes. <laughs> How many Olympic athletes do you reckon you could name? 
Oh, I could go for you could go forever. Yeah. Olympic gold medalists. Not gold medalists, it was just athletes. Yeah, no, you have to rephrase some of that. Yeah. I gotta come up with some triathlon ones. You could do some quite good triathlon quizzes with that and like number of Kona winners. Uh, okay, here like we go. That. Number of Kona winners. How many could you pick? Bid, uh, you gotta so you've got to have a timer on this. You've got to pluck because if I sit here, I'll be, I'll be. Well, do you know? But that's the thing. You can't, you can't try to figure them out. Yeah. You so got what's kind the of, time limit? Well, you, it's five be, seconds. But no, no, because most people you do do a little bit of talk because we did partners. Yeah. So Joe and I and other couples. So we kind of went, um, put the bit out there. You got a little bit of time, but it wasn't like you were trying to get all your answers. And then what we did because they don't really say this in the rules, but what we did is we had a clock that once you said an answer. You get a minute to, to get an answer. So, because mm-hmm. otherwise they can spend lots of time. That worked as well. I'd say kind of winners. I'd say I'd be disappointed if I can't get 15. I reckon I can do. I'll do 16. Can okay. you do 17? Yeah, I'll go 17. Can I do an 18? Quickly. Five, four, three. Okay, go two, 17. One. Here we go. Here we go. Righty-ho. Wait, wait, let me pop the list. Wait a second. Uh, Ironman World Champions. Or if you go to Torsta Try Rating or if you go to the PTO page, you should be able to find out the information there. Oh, this so you guys one. can play along at home. See, pause the show. See if you can get... Seven, okay. What did I go? 17 to You went 17. Now, Wikipedia has a pretty good... Yeah, Wikipedia's got it all here. Right, right. Okay, so let's go. I'll, I'll count the number. So well, I'll count them on my hand. So the, easy. I'll just go the big four to start with so we don't have to name them. That's yep. easy. And then you'll go Paul Newby Fraser, Erin Baker, Karen Smyers, Chrissy Wellington, Anne Haug... Daniela Reef, this is going to be easy. Yeah, you're going to fly through Patrick it. Langer, um, Jan Fredino, Keenlay, DeBoom, Peter Reed. Um, what was the fella? Uh, the Belgium dude. 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've said Peter Reed, Tim DeBoom. Uh, you are taking your time here. I am. I'm trying to think of is that Frederick Van Leerd. And the other Van Laird as well. Um, Luke Van Laird. What am I up to? I'm yeah, one more. There's 17, am I? Oh, one more. Um, Nina Kraft, but she got disqualified. Laurie, Laurie Bowden. Natasha Badman. Did Laurie Bowden win it? Yep, she definitely did. Um, Laurie Bowden. Oh, yeah, she didn't. So there's seven. 20. Yeah, you got heaps. Yeah, okay, keep, keep going. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Um, John Howard. He was one of the first oh, ones. Oh, nice. Um, Puntos. I don't know if both Puntos has won it. No, one of the, one of the John Pontos. Howard didn't win. Oh, no, he did, sorry. Yep. yep, John Howard. No, the Pontus never won it. She won them, but one oh, of them. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, no, Sylvia did. She, yep. she did. Uh, I said Karen Smiles. Heather Fuhr. Yep. Um, you're missing Tom, a Thomas couple. Thomas Hellregal. Yep, you're missing some obvious ones. Yeah. Uh, Michaeli Jones. Yep. Natasha Badman. Yep, yeah, that was one of the obvious ones. Um, I've said Reef. Who are some of the other females? Oh, Miranda Carfrey. Yep. Uh, Let's see if you can get them all because you're pretty close. So, wait a second. Oh, uh, the first few years are going to ruin you for the females. Yeah, yeah. Because um, basically, I think, I from, think I've done all the females. From 87, from 86, well, no, from 83, but you missed 85, you've got all the females. Have huh. I missed anyone? No, you've got all the females. Guys, you're missing some really obvious ones. Hmm, I think I've done most of the Germans, haven't I? Done. Yeah, but you haven't, it's not us. Uh, how, how regal. You got Hellregal, you got Van, Van Leerd, you got, got De Boom, Boom you got, got Peter Reed. Reed. Yeah, I'm missing two Germans actually. Two uh, obvious Germans. Uh, Jan Fredino, Keenlay. This is really interesting. You're kind of missing the 2000s. Right. 
That was I was a little bit disconnected in the two thousands. But come on, you know these ones. Uh, what Lothar Leader hasn't won it. Jürgen no. Zach hasn't no, that's won earlier. it. That's earlier. That's earlier. That's like late nineties. Yeah. Everyone's screaming at you right now. <laughs> no. Screaming. Can I, okay, I'll give you. you I'll, I'll get it as soon as you give me a clue. There's one nation in particular you have had none of them in the means, and I've had quite a few winners. I've done Canada, Australia. Oh, <laughs> Craig Alexander and Chris McCormick. Yep, but there's two more. Peter, uh, Pete Jacobs and Greg Welsh. Yes. And then who else have you missed from the boys? So you got you got all those. Uh, Peter Reed, Van Leard. Yeah, and, and so then before the book, you got John Howard. There's two other men you haven't got. The first two. Can you get the first two? We've interviewed the first one. Yeah. What was his name? Well, there was okay. I'll, I'll give you a clue. There was a very good triathlete when you st- when you got back into triathlon, who was a big influence on the sport. Had the same first name, but it was a more of a nickname. <laughs> you trained with him. Oh, Gordon Haller. Yes, go. Gordon Haller. And then the second one. I don't know how we're gonna get the second one. No, Tom Warren. Um, no, I wouldn't have got it, but no. I know the name. So you basically got all the men. Other than Tom Warren, and you missed. Oh, so first four. Okay, so so if we can finish this off. Uh, Kathleen Lynn, McCartley, maybe Kathleen McCartney. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Linda Buchanan, is it? Linda Sweeney. Sweeney. Okay, yeah. What about the person who and the the famous one when? Who, oh, who, Julie Moss. No, she got second. No, Kathleen, Kathleen McCartney. McCartney. The next year, a lady by the name of Judy Leach. No, but this is when they had two in the year. Remember, that was yeah, that year. Yeah, got that. Uh, and Doesn't then count. Joanne Ernst. Mm, wouldn't have got that. Eighty-five. And then go right back to start, Lynn Lemire, Lemire. Mm, and Robin Beck. Yeah, pretty close. Just yeah, need to brush well. up on my 80s. Well, it was actually 80s. the 2000s that let you down. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, come on, Mecca and Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to me. Probably the two guys that I know, actually know out of the list quite The better well. question would be, maybe we'll do this next week, how many third place getters could you get? Okay. I won't do any prep for this. Yeah, yeah. next week that's going to be the question. I'm going to, boom. I've, I've just expunged that from my brain and I won't think about it until next week. Okay, how many third-place skitters can you get? So, so yeah, it's a good fun game. So if you have a game, geek out, it's the game. Other than that, John, any other goss? No, Bevan, what's happening for you? Just the album, John. It's coming through. Mm-hmm. It's coming through so much. We've started Christmas writing new songs. number one. No, it's not going to be up by then. <laughs> and I don't think I was... Well, who knows? You never know. You never know. It's exciting when you when you make something and it, it mm-hmm. gets finished. Mm-hmm. And you've been like you've been listening to it, and you think it's actually not too bad, and you kind of think maybe, you know, music's such a total pipe dream, but you think maybe something can happen with this, and uh, we'll see. Time X Factor, you guys go on X Factor or whatever we've got over here. No, they don't have it here because it sucks in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, John, let's wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm Edo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia car.